Hi there, welcome to episode 35 of the LDS Study Session with me, Matt Roberts, and I wanted to have a look further today at our Come Follow Me study for this week. Um, this is found in July the 1st, July the 7th, Acts 1 to 5, Ye Shall Be Witnesses Unto Me. Uh, and this uh, section that we're looking at today is Acts 2, chapters, uh, chapter 2, verses 1 to 18. What is the purpose of the gift of tongues? Now, obviously, the gift of tongues has been a part of the church uh, since the, the apostles uh, began preaching, as we can see here in this chapter of the, at the day of Pentecost. But it's also been part of the Lord's Restored Church uh, since it was restored by the prophet Joseph Smith, uh, by, through, through the prophet Joseph Smith, by the Saviour. Um, and it's important to understand the purpose uh, of this gift, because I think that sometimes we can get a bit lost in the fact that uh, it is one of the gifts of the Spirit and perhaps uh, one of the ones which is more well known because of the way it's possibly a bit less understood. Uh, so in Acts chapter 2, we'll look at the scriptural example first and then kind of the teachings uh, to help un us understand this. Um, the, ap the apostles uh, are with a number of people uh, and they are all in one place. And then suddenly... Uh, in verse 2 to 3 it says there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and it sat upon each of them now I mean this in itself is quite an interesting phrase because obviously we are to understand it's not literal fire it's, it's like as of fire um, and so it is referring to them having a spiritual experience. The Holy Ghost is resting upon these disciples. Uh, and of course, this is something which they, they haven't really felt fully before. Uh, as we know, the Saviour said that, that the Holy Ghost wouldn't be with them until he was gone from them. Now that he is gone, the Holy Ghost is able uh, to fully manifest itself. And this is quite a powerful spiritual experience. And it's I mean, really, as a, as a side note, it's one of the ways that we can try and describe what a spiritual experience is. Obviously, the spiritual experiences are unique. We experience spiritual experiences in different ways. I personally have experienced the Spirit in different ways. Uh, but having said that, there is a, a particular way that I have felt the Spirit a number of times. So it's interesting. I mean, that could be another whole study session in in, in of itself. Um, but having said that, um, the, the gift of the, what follows next is this gift of tongues is made um, kind of manifest. In verse 4, uh, it says, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded, because that every man heard them speak in his own language. So we have here, you know, unlearned disciples, people that haven't been studying all these languages, and we have here a number of people from a number of nations coming together, together to celebrate the day of Pentecost. And they go away and they're astounded, astounded because every language that was there was spoken. Uh, and testified of the Saviour. Um, and yet, even though that they were only Galileans, they were able to speak all these many tongues. 
um, in, you know, including Roman and Egyptian, and uh, we've got Medes and Parthenons and all these other, you know, uh, parts of Libya, Libya as well, uh, Arabians, Cretes, all of these languages were speaking, speaking, oh dear, spoken uh, at this time. So it is quite an interesting uh, experience. However, um, you know, how this is taken is, you know, depending on the person. Some people were amazed. Some people said that they were drunk and, and full of wine. That's quite an interesting uh, reaction. Because then what that does is that kind of brings us to understand, well, what is the purpose? Obviously, there was a number of people there that were amazed by this sign of the Holy Ghost and were converted. But then again, you know, we need to remember that there were some that thought that they were drunk. And obviously, as Peter explains later, well, they can't be drunk. It's only early in the day. However, uh, in verse Corinthians chapter 14, we learn the purpose of this spiritual gift. Um, and actually, really, what the purpose of any spiritual gift is. In First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 22 to 23, it says this, Wherefore, tongues are for a sign, not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. But, but prophesying serveth not for them that believe not, but for them which believe. If therefore the whole church be come together into one place, and all speak with tongues, and there come in those that are unlearned or unbelievers, will they not say that, that ye are mad? Um, so again, it's the point of, right, well, the gift of tongues is there. It's important to help belief to help those in belief and to help those who don't believe come to a knowledge of the, of the, the gifts of the spirits. However, um, obviously it depends on the individual. Some people will look at that and say, well, they're, you know, what on earth are they talking about? They're, they're mental. Uh, but um, there are those that will listen and hear and be like, well, this is, this is amazing, this is astounding, like many of the people at the day of Pentecost did. Now, the gift of tongues, obviously... Um, has a couple of definitions or a couple of ways that it is manifest. Um, and so it, it's, Ill, it's also important to kind of understand um, how it works in, in these two different ways. But before we do that, I wanted to also share this quote by the Prophet Joseph Smith, uh, who also taught about the, the, the need for the gift of tongues, but also kind of the, the importance of understanding how it should be used. He said, quote, Be not so curious about tongues. Do not speak in tongues unless, except there is an interpreter present. The ultimate design of tongues is to speak to foreigners. And if persons are very anxious to display their intelligence, let them speak to such in their own tongues. The gifts of, tongue of God are all useful in their place, but when they are applied to that which God does not intend, they prove an injury, a snare, and a curse instead of a blessing. And we can uh, close quote. And we can see there, again, the importance of understanding the appropriate way to use the gifts of the Spirit, because there are, there are people that have this gift of the Spirit to be able to speak in tongues. Um, you know, I've kind of seen that uh, when people have served missions or, or you know, other times. There have been times where I've seen this gift present. I, I personally feel that I actually experienced this on my mission uh, in a way. So I served my mission in the England Leeds mission, uh, and me and my companion were, were working around a certain area and we found a, a person who really, you know, they had a great desire to learn more about what we were talking about, but they, they didn't understand English. They, they only spoke French. 
Now, I mean, this wasn't kind of a Pentecostal experience where, you know, me or my companion were filled with cloven tongues as like a fire and started speaking French. I mean, it wasn't quite that as, as out of the blue as that. I mean, I had been learning French for five years. So, you know, you would hope that after all that time, I would be able to have a, a, a relatively decent conversation. Having said that, I mean, I did learn French for five years. Uh, I got what, what, we, what we call a grade B in, in our GCSE, uh, which of course has all changed now uh, regarding GCSEs in, in our country. Uh, but I got a grade B in GCSE for French, which was, you know, wasn't an excellent grade, but it was a very, it was a very good grade. Um, and yeah, so I, got, so I got that. And so therefore I could obviously have everyday conversations. But there's two things with that. One, when I went, on, when I had this experience on my mission, it was almost four years after I got that grade B in GCSE. And as that many people who have been through the kind of the secondary school system, if you don't really have a focus on the languages and you, you could even get a B or an A in your French, four years later, if you don't use that language, then you're going to pretty quickly forget a number of key elements of that. So I was in that position. Uh, and also, um, the fact is, is that I didn't learn French to teach the gospel. So there would be a number of words or phrases which, for me, uh, would have been difficult to teach the gospel with. However, I taught the first discussion. Uh, well, I'll say the first discussion, so that's a phrase that is used by uh, many missionaries that before preach my gospel. I taught uh, the, the, the first lesson, which was about the restoration. Uh, all the way through from the start, where God, where God is our loving Heavenly Father, all the way through to the Book of Mormon and the promise of the Book of Mormon. Um, <clears throat> now, I know in my mind that I was blessed by the Holy Spirit. There is no doubt, because I walked away from that appointment having kind of communicated all of these important gospel principles to this person. And it's, it was disappointing because this is kind of like the last week or two of my mission uh, that this happened. But I heard from my companion that they, they, they indeed went back and were taught some more. I don't believe this led to, to, a, to a conversion in the way, in the sense that they got baptized or anything like that. However, hopefully they take that message with them and you never know, that seed is planted. Um, so I've definitely witnessed the gift of tongues uh, in, in my life and I've seen it. Um, but, you know, there is two ways that, are, that we can see it manifest. One, and what I would say is if you want to look more into this, uh, there is a great source for this uh, in the church history topics section on the Gospel Library. If you go to church history and then church history topics, there is a load of, of topics in there. And one of those topics is gift of tongues. Now, I'll, I'll just read the first paragraph of that, but it, it really goes into detail in, in terms of the gift of tongues since the restoration of the church how there's kind of been a change or a development of this gift over time uh, within the church. It's quite an interesting study piece. But I, I will read just the first paragraph just to give you a take. Uh, it says, quote, Speaking in tongues was mentioned in Revelations to Joseph Smith as one of the many gifts of the spirits that follow those who have faith in Jesus Christ. Early Latter-day Saints experienced this gift in two ways. The first, speaking or singing in an unknown language, is sometimes called glossolalia, this form of spiritual expression was understood to have originated in the time of Paul and was typically followed by an inspired interpretation. 
The second way church members experienced the gift of tongues was preaching the gospel in a language foreign to the speaker, but familiar to his or her listeners. This practice, known as xenoglossia, was manifest on the day of Pentecost, when the ancient disciples of Jesus Christ miraculously spoke in foreign languages and thus introduced the gospel to the Gentiles. Close quote. Uh, and then, like I say, it goes through a number of experiences where the glossolalia version of the gift of tongues is experienced uh, in, in the church, and then also the xenoglossia version of the gift of tongues is, is experienced by members of the church. And I really would recommend you reading that uh, if you're looking at this section in particular for Come, Follow Me, uh, or if you're looking at this experience, because it really is a quite a useful breakdown of this gift of the Spirit, of the gift of the Spirit, which indeed is an important part of the gifts of the Spirit and should be used uh, to, to help develop the gospel and teach the gospel to the na all nations of the world, but also comes with that warning that the prophet Joseph Smith gave, that it must be done with a purpose. Anyway, hope you've enjoyed the study today. Uh, if there is anything you wish to share on this topic or any other topic that you'd like to share with me, please do so at MattSRoberts90 on Twitter. I would love to hear from you and help and have you help me uh, developing my own personal study and uh, and kind of the spirit as well. Thanks for all uh, for your time, and until we meet again.